Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Welcome back. We are in Mark chapter 3, and we're entering a very confusing section to most folk, and maybe even a little bit fearful. So uh, I'm going to do the brave thing here, and I'm punting it to the guy that studied this a lot more than I am. So read away and, and lead us on. Okay. Uh, in our last uh, uh, podcast, we, we got into verse 20 and 21, but to keep the context together, I'll just read it so that we do that, and we're going to read the next two contexts together okay. so we can keep the understanding of um, Satan and the divided kingdom and then also this, uh, the, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit because all this kind of runs together. It's, mm-hmm. it's divided in there, but, but it runs together enough to keep it. And, it I, and this is, I'm sure, um, those who have been following around could not wait to get to this passage of Scripture <laughs> because um, most people, you know, when they get to the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, what in the world is going on? Have I done that? Exactly. You, you know, and am I guilty of that? And if so, am I already cast out of the kingdom? I'm just hanging around and don't know it. And then again, as we've talked about, and you'll notice from the lessons that we have and the lessons that you get is that we're really trying to open up the spirit and the understanding of Jesus, his word, his teaching, as opposed to landing at a point where uh, it supports a denominational type or an isolation an isolated view, you know, mm-hmm. on a particular topic, because that's what destroys God's ability to do work is the fact that the person doesn't understand how God is moving or doing something, and they're not looking for God to be there, or they're thinking they need to be in doing something that is God's role to do, mm-hmm. if that makes okay. sense. All right, so at verse number twenty twenty one, then the multitude came together again so that they could not so much as eat bread. But when his own people heard about this, they went out to lay hold on him, and they said, he is out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, he has Beelzebub, and by the ruler of the demons he cast out demons. So he called them to himself and said to them in parables, how can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. So no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. Verse 28, assuredly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemies they may utter. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation because they said he has an unclean spirit. Um, 
Christ is not just, he, he's putting the Jewish people on notice that he is here, okay? And at the same time, he is also letting them know that this faith we're talking about is no longer a nationalism. It is no longer tied to a, a group because of your birth. It is now tied to me. As a matter of fact, as I've always been in the picture, now I'm the front runner in it. You, you, you come. You, you, you know, I'm the one that you have to come to. And you can imagine how anybody would hear that after believing one thing for a long time and then someone saying, no, it's not this, it's that. We can just look at what happens around us and, mm -hmm. and see how it, how it creates problems. Um, and how can Satan cast out Satan? So the, the people, and, and these were the people that were supposed to know the law. You had the Pharisees involved here. You had the Sadducees. These were the ones that were supposed to know the law. And eventually, what Christ is going to, you know, to tell them, you're the ones that are the, you know, that are the leaders of the law, and you don't even know what's happening right in front of you. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and literally, that was Christ just really blowing them up. And it was that kind, and you don't get that, all that essence here in Mark, but that's all the story behind yeah. it. And that's what enraged them. Besides the fact that they see their power being eroded and think of power in terms of the faith of the people, the loyalty of the people, the love of the people, the, the, um, the fellowship of the people into anything, that's starting mm -hmm. to fall quickly. And so Christ is telling them here that it isn't Satan, you know, how can he, how can I be doing that, you know? when this is radically different than what you all have experienced, what you all have seen. And so they tried to, to make him that, but Christ would not allow it to go. He would not allow this thing to be put forward with any reasonable sense of, okay, let, let's discuss it. He's saying that you all are wrong, you know you're wrong. Uh, and, and then Mark already told us, you know, that the demons were saying, you are the Holy One of God. We know who you are. And so this stuff had already started happening around them. And so he's saying that Satan, if I'm Satan, how can I tear my own house up? And as a strong man, Christ is saying that I came into Satan's territory, which is this world, this earth, this time that we live in. I came into this to set the captives free. I came to take them out. I came to march them through all of this. And what you say about me is not true, and it doesn't even make sense. You're making up fables, you know, much like things we see happening around us today. You're making up fables that don't even make sense to you as long as you can have an argument going forward. And so he, the, the, the strong man then is, is Christ in the situation, and he's saying, I have plundered his house. Now, the problem comes is when we look around the world, it doesn't look like Christ is winning all the time. I mean, maybe in isolated situations, circumstances, we, we can see the hand in my eye. But when we look around generally, it doesn't look like He's winning, and it's because we are looking on the outside of things and not on the inside of things where Christ is moving through. He said, I'm moving this forward. I am winning this. And, um, and so it's our awareness of that, you know, and Christ uh, moving forward, you know, in this time to let them know, you know, that, that, that you're not going to destroy me. And eventually when the Christ, you know, when the cross comes, 
um, one of the what we call one of the last sayings on the cross, you know, is it is it is finished. Mm -hmm. An interesting statement. He says it is finished. He never said I am finished. Right. He said it is finished. What I came to do is finished. You thought you were finishing me off. All you did is set up my reign like I intended in the first place. And that's a powerful point. Let me, let, a comment and a question. Yeah. I think that's what people do when they call into talk shows. Yeah. Um, uh, every time I hear verse 25, I think, uh, and, and, you know, I think of Abraham Lincoln, verse 24 and 25, because he famously said during the Civil War or, or, or before then, a house divided itself against itself cannot stand. Yeah. So quoting this. So, uh, I do believe that the Jewish leaders knew Jesus was the anointed one, the Messiah. Uh, I get that from several cases, but one of them is whenever the high priest asked, are you the son of God? And Jesus said, that's what you've said. Mm -hmm. And Jesus gets hit for that. That's what they've said. They true, that, that whole parable of the wicked husbandman uh, is the mm -hmm. old way of putting it. They truly thought if they killed the son, they would get the fields. They would lose, as you said, their following, their power, their title, probably their income, certainly their status in the world. And therefore they thought, well, we're the chosen people. We may get punished for it, but eventually he'll forgive us. To me, it's mind boggling. So are you then saying that rejecting Jesus or, or the work of God, when you know it's the work of God, is, is that the sin? That's what's coming up in the next couple of verses. Okay, and, okay. And no, no, and, and it is. And I don't uh, mean to rush um, you. Yeah, it, it will be. Um, and the, uh, the, the term for what you, 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 there's a term that's used for what you just mentioned, and it's called unsynagogued. Uh, um, the Jewish people were deathly afraid of becoming unsynagogue okay. because that that term included you, you could if you get on this thing with Christ you could lose your job um, you could lose your family um, all of your wife your, your children everything you have could be taken away you could be marked and killed so and, shunning or excommunication yes yeah, okay literally and um, and so we know we can see the fear that they were up against but then also look at the strength of integrity that many of them showed th that okay if this is the road I've got to go even back to the 12 that you named um, look at look at Matthew 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 would be <laughs> he would be synonymous to one of our politicians today that was that became a millionaire or something like that because he got in the office. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know, yeah. we, we had talked about that. You know, um, you go out. This is how much tax I want. Anything over that, you keep. Exactly. Okay. And and uh, and he's looking at that and said, "Wait a minute. You you want me to come hang out with you? You know, and your family does not even like you, and you don't even have a matter of fact. You don't have a ring. You what? You, you know, you don't you don't <laughs> he have owns nothing. You know, but but Matthew said." But he could not deny mm -hmm. what they were seeing. You, you know, Judas, as you, you mentioned earlier, uh, um, 
they were they were known the you know the the black cape gang that they <laughs> they were known for having a dagger yeah you know um, inside and in kind of that old adage that we hear sometimes today I'll stick you and you won't even know that you're dead until you're out and down the street and you're yeah. thinking what just hit me mm -hmm. and um, and so that that is a um, you know a reality uh, and so we can't dismiss it but we have we if that speaks to anything it should speak to the integrity that a person that says I'm leading whether that leadership is of a nation, of a group nation, HR. If I put myself into, into lead, I have to have some integrity in there. there. There has to be. Not that the person is perfect. Not that they don't go through personal things. It's, it's mm -hmm. none of that because some things has n no bearing on your ability to lead people and move them forward. Uh, um, but, they, but the integrity has to be there to make sure that I'm never bought and paid for, so I cannot take care of this whole movement of people going forward. And I never set people up while diminishing and destroying others, it, it, um, you know, which comes along in it. Uh, um, but that strong man uh, um, is important to the fact that Christ is, is putting them on, you know, on, on those right, right then, that it's a not about what you think or the way you've been teaching now. Um, it's about what I'm doing. Um, um, and by the way, you made a comment a while ago. We look at the world and we don't see that Jesus is bound the strong man. I would suggest to everybody to read the book by Hans Rollman called Factfulness. You, it, it's available. Hans died recently. He was a socialist, an atheist, and he worked for the United Nations. And yet, as he compiled statistics, he found the world is getting vastly better. Far more countries exist where you can cast a meaningful vote. Far more countries are giving women education rights all the way up. Far more countries are giving health care to everyone. And it just, it blows your mind when you see how he uses all these metrics. And he says, by every metric, the world is getting dramatically better. And there was even an atheist who wrote a book called The Moral Arc. And I think using um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s phrase about the, the, the moral arc, arc bends toward justice. justice. And he brings up Christianity in it, although he's not a Christian by any stretch. But he does all the facts and figures and he's going, look at this. All we see on the television are the riots. But the world's getting better and better and better. If we knew that, we wouldn't panic as much and we wouldn't run around giving our money to all these different causes and being fearful. We would be able just to relax in our Lord. And so I hear what you're saying. Um, the strong man is being bound. The thing is, it's not making the papers. Mm -hmm. It hadn't made CNN or Fox yet. Um, but it's, you know, facts are facts. So they're there. Christ is winning. You might say, but people aren't going to church. They're like, I'm not sure if, if maybe God did a big reset button with COVID. And let's see what he's doing now so he doesn't have to push it again. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so let, get right back to where I don't mean to pull you away from, from um, I think you were still um, binding the strong man there in, in mm. 27. And then picking up verse 28, Surely I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the, son, the sons of men and whatever blasphemies they utter. Okay. 
But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. Um, And I think more than anything else, this passage scares the bejesus out of people because we literally, what in the world is is going on? And depending on where you sit in church and stuff like that, (laughs) that this this could be something that that particular congregation needs it to be to keep their members a certain way. Or it could be where a certain faith tradition or denomination needs it to be to keep those members there, you know, and not moving, you know, out. In other words, you know, terrorizing them with the fact that you, you will lose your soul if you're not here doing this this way here. And if you push us enough, you know, we will, we don't use the words so much, well, not in Protestant excommunication as much on the Catholic side more, but, but we will mark you, you know. Dis- disfellowship. Yeah, and disfellowship you, which, which is the, the exact same, <laughs> yes. same kind of thing, um, as if we can put somebody out of God's church, uh, um, yeah. as if we can, can do that. And, and of course, we've been acting like we can do it, you know, because we read about, so I know it's, you know, it's, it's been a while. Um, and many people believe that part of this here is, and especially here because the language is, is kind of archaic, um, but, but it's also kind of out there um, a, a little bit. And so mm-hmm. we, yeah. we can dig. To, to me, I, I tend to backwards engineer a verse if I'm not getting what's going on. And these people knowingly, perhaps, knowing who Jesus really was, we're still trying to pull him down. Perhaps they didn't know who he was, but they did attribute the work of Jesus to Satan. Now, I have never met in my life, personally, anybody who sat across the table from me and was convinced that Jesus did the work of the devil. However, <clears throat> I have read from a couple of um, uh, people who dabble in the occult and in paganism that they had this theory that um, <coughs> sorry Jesus had a brother named Lucifer I don't know if you've ever heard this uh, I've, I've found this only in pagan circles uh, and that Lucifer was the son of light which is really what the name means a morning star son of light and that uh, he was here to give us freedom and joy and Satanist model is do whatever you will that's, you know, that, that is Satan's model. He gave us joy and laughter and, the, and Jesus comes along, rips that all away and gives us law. And I'm looking at that going, I think you might have just tripped the switch because you're attributing evil to Jesus and good to the devil. I don't know how you come back from that. Um, even then, I hope that would be forgiven but there's something going on here when they attribute what Jesus does and who he is to the devil. Jesus is warning them, you're coming up against a tripwire mm-hmm. and you can't get the pen back in a grenade. Um, now, am, am I off there? Am I? No, that, that's, that's right on the road going. Okay. This thing of, of, of blasphemy is, is lying against or living against. 
uh, can oh. be any of those lying against or living because you're you're living against accomplishes the exact same thing as you're actually lying against wow. and um um and so it that's all blasphemy but he but notice he said you know not blasphemy against jesus yeah so you see that that and when people when we when you read this on the academic side you're pulling it apart, you know, mm -hmm. and so you're, you're noticing he's, he's going right at the Holy Spirit here, so we cut everything down. When you're on the pulpit side of this thing, this can light up any kind of situation you need it to light up. Uh, um, you know, if you mishandle this passage of Scripture, you're lying against, if you don't apply this, I mean, we, it, it can go into myra things, but, but it's the living against or lying against that he's talking about here. And he's saying that, you know, first of all, he says, verse 28, Sir, I say unto you that all sins will be forgiven the sons of men, whatever blasphemies they may utter. But he who blasphemies against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. And, and the reason, I believe, uh, in understanding this theologically is that lying against the Holy Spirit here is an ongoing process that puts you into an end result. Yeah. Uh, okay. In other words, uh, um, it when you're asking if if you if you've ever met a person that has so given themselves over to something, whatever that is, that it is destroying them, and they refuse to acknowledge the fact that this is destroying me but they keep running into it. Now you have a picture of what this is. It's not that a person can't be forgiven, but when you give yourself over to something, you continue to live in that lie and you okay. continue to validate that lie all the way till you're out of here. And that lie, and this lie in a sense, is that God is not real. He is not who he says he is. He is not the savior of the world. He is not your heavenly father. Uh, uh, and any other thing that he can say about his work, you know, in this world mm -hmm. and denying him. And so, and the reason that the Holy Spirit is mentioned is because the Holy Spirit is given to every individual that opens themselves up to God is given the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the, is the, the confirmer of yes. our walk and our life with God. Uh, um, he, he is the educator or the teacher. Um, he is the guide. Uh, um, he, com he is you, you know, going through it. So as, have you ever, been, have you, have you ever had a conversation with yourself, maybe not verbally, but in your head about something that's going on? I want to do this, this, and this. And that other voice comes in and says, no, I'm, you know you don't need to be into that. You don't need to about, be. About 20 times a day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so, so the Holy Spirit is, is confirming, but he's not confirming in us whether I want Cheerios or where I want cornflakes and which one is better. You know, it's um, an ethical and a moral, you know, mm -hmm. and a belief structure toward God. How should I treat this situation? How should I 
my attitude be? How do I, I'm growing in this. I, there's some changes I'm trying to make, and the Holy Spirit comes alongside, you know, and walks with us through that. Well, if we deny the power and the authority of God to do that in our lives and give ourselves over, then you, you see a tendency and a movement toward anti-godness, you know, and, um, and some people run to it so wholeheartedly you know, that other people that have known them for a long time, I, 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 what happened? I, right. I don't know. It, it, it just didn't happen that day. It's not you know, a, it, yeah. it was there. They may have been masking it, you yes. know, and you said. So I'm hearing you say that this is not an event. It's a lifestyle. It's a series of choices. And that would go with what I've been told, and I don't read Greek. Uh, I, I find people that read Greek. <laughs> Uh, blaspheme there and the King James would be blasphemeth and the uth is an indication that the verb is a continual action. action. It is not an event. So nobody out there watching has stumbled you know, on a sidewalk crack and blasphemed the Holy Spirit. You know, nobody out there got mad when their child died. Let's just be really gritty here. When their child died and screamed at God, that mm-hmm. was not blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. God, God invites wrestling. That's what the word Israel means. Mm-hmm. They who wrestle with God. But it is the one, and, and you tell me if I'm misunderstanding. It is the one who through their lifestyle choices chooses not to believe. And this is not just the teaching, but the, even the very identity of Jesus. He isn't good. Mm-hmm. He's an impure spirit. That's, that's a lifetime's work right there. Mm-hmm. You don't come out of the womb thinking that. Exactly. Is that? Exactly. And and that's why this is so dangerous. And it says that you can't, forgiveness is not there. And it's not because God can't forgive. Because remember, he already told us that I can forgive every sin. I I can forgive that. And I have. Mm -hmm. But this one is one that takes you all the way over the edge. You're, you're, you're all the way out of here because you, you never came back. You know? and, and we see it most clearly in people who have given themselves over to something to where you're crying for them you know, and they're looking at you saying, what in the world are you crying about? You, you know, you're just a baby. You're just, you, you, know, you don't worry about me. And you're looking at them like, do you, you know, um, you know, in, in bigger pictures. Um, Their conscience is seared to the hot iron. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and they, and, um, and that, and that continues, the searing would be another instance of the, ugh. you know, it's, yes. it's, it's a continuing. Good point. Because you, you, a person, probably most people know of one person that they thought that person there is is going to be the worst individual I have ever known in my life. And they meet them several years later, you know, and they're sitting somewhere, you, you know, doing what they're, you know, and you're looking at, John, is that you, Sally? Is that, what What happened? How how did that, you know? And almost invariably, somewhere along the line, I came to know Jesus. Yep. You, you know, it's, and I came to know, not that I didn't, I wasn't sitting in church or grew up there. I came, something trip in my life and I said you know what I can't keep going down this path I can't keep going this way and and you see what what then God is able to do through the spirit because the the, the spirit is the one that's confirming um, as you went through your challenges 
uh, um, there were people, you know, um, numerous people that said whatever it says. Some of those people in that group were led to you by the Spirit, you know. Go share this with Patrick. Mm-hmm. Go share. And, um, and through that, and, and I'm just throwing something out here now, and, and somebody may have said, said something to you that was exactly something that had been on your heart that you had been struggling with all that, and this person comes up and says just something you know, and you know they can't possibly know anything exactly. about that. Yep. This guy confirmed me. Keep going. Yep. You know, I, 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 I'm with you on this. You know, I've got you. Now, our problem in, in legalistic traditions, especially ones that deny the power of the Holy Spirit's work in your, in your life, is they can't very well navigate in those waters um, because they don't allow this Holy Spirit, the privilege and the authority and the power to be working you know, that way inside well of, of an individual. And, um, and that's power. Well, I love it. I love it. I think we, everybody should do needlepoint and have that on the wall. Um, we were so reductionistic in the tribe in which I was raised. And I was raised on the right side, far right side of that tribe. That our answer to this was that the work of the Holy Spirit was to inspire the writing of the Bible. Therefore, the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is to say that the devil wrote the Bible. I it's almost like a seminar on how to miss the point. Mm-hmm. You, can be, you can be too reductionistic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think my wife is beautiful. I want to get close to her. But if you get close enough to her, what you see are s- molecules and atoms and you lose the beauty. Mm-hmm. Don't reductionistic. Back up enough to see the picture. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing for us today. And I appreciate that yeah. very much. Yeah. Um, I think people are afraid to be led by the Spirit because they're afraid well, then I'll be led away from my interpretation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can remember when the NIV first came out and everybody in my tribe wrote books against it because they went back and they... And, and NIV is not perfect. There are no perfect translations. Uh, but John 3.16, you know, he who believeth uh, should not perish. We would always go, they shouldn't, but they're probably going to. Mm-hmm. You know. And then the NIV comes out, will not perish. And people are going, oh, no, you've, you've lessened the will of God. No, that was actually more accurate. But we couldn't accept that because it would blow apart a structure we had built on it. Mm-hmm. Being led by the Holy Spirit sometimes means you have to be willing to say goodbye to some things that were very dear to you and that you believed with all your heart. It, it has been for me. And you are absolutely correct. Uh, while we've never had that discussion, you knew I can look back in the rearview mirror and this person handed me this. This person said that. This person, and the trajectory of my life started shifting mm-hmm. um, and has brought us here to this table. Um, any, anything else you want to say on that before you, we look on further? Um, nothing other than to, um, to people who, and I want to make sure that, that at least I'm clear on it and I'm and then you can chime in, is, is that there are still so many that are afraid that they've done something against the Holy Spirit, you know, and they don't know how they can come back from that, you know, and, um, and what you're experiencing is not that, your, your mere desire to to come back, if I can, if that's even the right way to say, it, your ability to, 
to let the spirit do it in you is an indication that that you're leaning where God is. You're, you're open to God. You, you've got to go. And the journey that the spirit takes you on is not the same journey that the spirit will take me on. The goal is, is ultimately the same. But you have a different background from Scott and the other things that you, 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 and so there's a journey that the Spirit will take you on. And somewhere along this journey, all, all the guys, people end up meeting each other and moving mm -hmm. through this world. And it's that united Spirit in us that binds us to, you know, to, together for the common good of what, what God is, is doing in, in His reign, His basileia, His reign, His, you know, over us, His kingdom. So... And again, I'm going to be very reductionistic. So if I'm doing this too simplistically, feel free to, to say so, because I'm learning a lot. <clears throat> Anybody out there watching, here's a sign that you have not committed blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. The sign is that you're concerned about it, that you want to be near Jesus. You're afraid you can't be, but you want to be near him. Nobody wants to be near Jesus without the Holy Spirit's working on you, dragging you that direction. If you had blasphemed him and gone too far, he wouldn't be talking to you. He wouldn't be dragging you or calling you. Is, am I correct? Mm -hmm. Exactly okay. there. Uh, um, the Holy Spirit's presence, you know, and, and all of that in the positive side of it is exactly what it is. And, and I think this needs to be interjected too, is that on your walk with God, you cannot beat yourself up about everything that has happened on this journey. You can't beat yourself. I mean, you, you, you look back, I'm sorry, you correct. You, you, you know, mm -hmm. you, you go through those, those steps, uh, um, but you can't continue to beat yourself up because if you do, there's a good chance you, you distance yourself from the healing power of the spirit in, in your life because that's part of what faith is <clears throat> and that's a big struggle with e almost every religious organization when it will in faith what part is man's part or, or you, you know human and what part is God's <laughs> part that will be that question will when God comes back again if I told you I'm not you know <laughs> and I'm not it's it, it that's that's going to be there but it's more it's us not and I got and um and it's the fact that that your your faith is going to be leaning you in, and I don't, and you, the, and don't you can't look at other people and say why am I not as good as that person? Why, why am I not that? But you don't know where they started at. Yeah, there are some people that that churches have have relegated to the back pew. If you understand what I oh, mean, yeah. they just be. Because they look like they're barely, anyway, they're barely holding on, whatever. Mm -hmm. the, the but, and none of them may even know where that person started with on their journey. You don't know what their mother or father did. You don't know what situation that was. And that person, it may be everything they could do to, to get, get, yep. to, to get to and sit back there. And you think they'll never be guys out, you know, they're, they're this and the other. And then he'll turn around and, and said, the one that put the might in, that, that, that's the greatest one over there, you know, in the corner. You don't know who, what he's been through. That's right. And uh, as we have to wrap this up in the next minute, um, I'm just going to say in verses 31 through 34, 35 rather, once again, they come to try to take control of him, his mother and brothers. 
And they're saying, hey, your mother and brothers are outside. They're, they've come to take control of him because they think he's out of control. He is crazy. Uh, and remember, that means his mother didn't think that. But his mother would have been brought by the brothers who are leading the household now. Mm -hmm. And she was probably standing there shamefaced. And they're, you know, we're going to take it because this guy's ruining us, our reputation. And Jesus says, you know who my brothers and brothers are? You know, it's here. And then he says, whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. So something else you said, and I'll give a visual. And maybe that'll bring us to the end of this one. And we can get into a bunch of parables next week. Jesus, let's get a piece of paper, draw a circle, and say that's God. Then just notice that the people all around you, the closer they draw to God, even if it's different speeds, the closer we are to each other. And you can tell that somebody is close to God when they have no problem being closer to others who love God. Mm -hmm. As we used to sing, red and yellow, black and white. Um, they're able to throw all of those things aside, even presidential election cycles, because we've drawn closer to Jesus, we are closer to each other. That's how we become family in fact. We're family in law now, de jure, but de facto is a process, not an event. People ask me when I was saved, and I said, well, I was saved when I was baptized, but I'm still being saved. Mm -hmm. There's an event, but there's a process. I'm being, I am redeemed and I'm being redeemed. Uh, and I think these talks help redeem us and they also read the watchers. But we have to let it go. Um, happy September. <laughs> and we will we'll be back next time to start a series of parables. And if you don't know what a parable is, I was told it's a heavenly story with an earthly meaning. And if you don't know what that means, I don't either. But we'll talk next week. Enjoy your week.